I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, Jeremy here. Taylor's here. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Loki's here chewing on his bone. Hey, Loki. Just hanging out on this Sunday, rainy Sunday, right before our live show at Lululemon here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. However, I just want to say uh, this week's episode, I'm really, really stoked about it. Uh, We got to sit down with this (laughs) incredible guy named Jim, and Jim uh, is a little person. And uh, and we go into basically all the questions you've ever wanted to ask a little person, but you've never had the opportunity to. Um, But one of my favorite things about this recording is uh, Jim's son, Caden, also a little person. Uh, Caden hopped on the mic uh, in the last, like, 10 minutes of our interview and it was so neat to sit down and talk to an 11 year old who is mere two and a half feet tall about uh life as a little person so uh you guys are in for a real treat i hope you enjoy it hope you love it and as always we love each and every one of you and uh talk soon bye taylor say bye bye thank you loki say bye Say bye, he's a fucking dog. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Jim. He's a little person. Let's talk about it. Uh, so you you came over from Victoria? Uh, we live in uh, Ladysmith, uh, just outside of Ladysmith. Okay. And that, where is that? Where it's is about uh, an hour and a half drive north of Victoria. Right. On the, uh, on the, on the island. Right, okay. So for the listeners, uh, we're still in Vancouver. And uh, we're out here recording a batch of episodes. And, okay, I'm going to preface this episode right off the bat. I am, I think this is one of those episodes where I've been more excited about this episode than I have been pre-recording for any other episode in a long time. And I think the reason why is because, A, this is the first time I've ever spoke to someone who's dealing with what, Jim, what you deal with. And B, I feel like I have so many questions. And, and it's very similar to the episode of where we sat down with our guest, Brandy, who is a transgender female. Yeah, because... Jim is transgender. Yeah, no, well. <laughs> that would help. Eh? <laughs> no, uh, but the reason why I say that is because when we when it came to Brandy's conversation, I, I was holding a, a little bit of um, anxiety. I, or a I feel of, that way right a now. Little a little bit of fear about coming into a conversation and saying or bringing up things that might offend that I didn't realize that I was going to offend. Right, and I'm sure Jim, you've run into this uh, throughout your life. Yeah, for sure. And for I've, sure. I've got incredibly thick skin, so like... Yeah, okay, perfect. Don't worry about Sweet. that. Sweet. So why don't you tell the listeners what uh, you're dealing with? Uh, we're, um, I, I'm a little person, so I 
I'm uh, 43, I think, and I stand about three feet six. So that's significantly shorter than the average guy. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, so it's, you know, and, and I didn't know quite what to prepare for coming here. Like, you know, I uh, didn't know where the conversation might go. So, um, you know, that's great that you've got lots of questions because feel free to fly away. Yeah, sweet. sweet. I feel okay. Like the, the safe like space. There's just, you got a like, safe space. There's just so much, uh, there's so much like pop culture content that has like skewed the idea or like what is what is offensive and what's not. And like, so right off the bat, uh, thinking of the names that I've heard through the years to refer to a little person, uh, midget, dwarf, elf, uh, little person, like on the spectrum of terms, what is the right and the wrong, the offensive and the, and the acceptable? Mostly it's people's attitude and their tone. So midget would be way far off. That would be highly offensive to most of the people in the community. And then the rest are kind of, you know, it depends on... Uh, dwarf is a medical term, so dwarf is correct. Yeah, like you have dwarfism. dwarfism right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, like, I like dwarf because I'm a kind of like a fantasy guy, and, and, <laughs> I, and I think that's where the offensiveness comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, safe space, safe space, everybody. Yeah. We're not talking to Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, I, I think that's a, a cool word because I, and, and I guess, right, it could be offensive because of that, or it is offensive because of that correlation. But like, I, I think because... I have a fascination with that. I'm like, that's a badass word for a person. Right. <laughs> but, and that's your, yeah. that's your perspective because you don't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do have a lot of anxiety about this because I, because I think I have that naive attitude about it and I haven't personally dealt with it. So before, yeah. before we get too far into that, I was, I just want to, this is like a little kind of a side story that includes why we're out here and, and uh, and I think I, I and maybe this maybe this is offensive and I'm just gonna again safe space I'm gonna throw this out there and see what happens. But uh, I was on Salt Spring um, uh, when I when I arrived. I was here in Vancouver. I gave a speech at a gala um, and it was wonderful. And then the next day I flew to Salt Spring because I have some family there and two of my little nieces. They are they're they mean the world to me. And we were all hanging out and. We were telling each other jokes, and and I was, you know, giving them piggybacks, and we were walking through the forest and just having like a really awesome time. And then um, my my niece Flora was like, uh, "Jeremy, do you like riddles?" And I fucking don't. I hate riddles. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, give me a riddle." And she was like, "Okay, I got a riddle for you. Um, someone lives on the top floor of a building, and they uh, take the elevator down to the bottom floor." Because they go to have a meal. There's a restaurant down there, um, but then they take the stairs back up to the top floor. Why is that? Why? Does anyone know? Jim, do you know? No. The, sorry, they take the elevator down. Here we go. Here we from go. The top to the. They bottom. live on the top floor of an apartment building. They live on the tenth floor, top floor. To get down to the restaurant on level one, they take the elevator. But then, when they're done their meal and they want to go home, they take the stairs. So, should I say the answer now, or should I wait till the end of the episode? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, just we can't now. wait <laughs> an hour or more. <laughs> it's because they're a little person. Because so, is this a joke or is this like no, no? A, it's a riddle. It, the, the riddle is 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 that the reason why they keep, they don't use the elevator to go back up is because they can't reach ah. the ten. They can't reach oh. the, the top floor button, so they have to take the stairs back up. Uh. But to get to the bottom floor, it's easy. They just 
they're able to reach the number one. <laughs> that's that's actually, the, so what term did she use, just out of curiosity? Uh, it's totally fine, she, she didn't. She didn't use midget. I don't even think she knows what that word is. She's pretty young. Uh, I think she said a little person. That's cool. Yeah, and that's the and yeah. that is that's the that's the kind of the broadly accepted term within the community yeah. as like the the and and as who, one of you guys said that you short, do you shorten it to LP. Uh, yeah, usually yeah LP. Yeah, I noticed that on your Instagram. Yeah, uh, you have a pretty badass Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, just my name, Jim Tanike. Jim Jim Tanike, and yeah. can you spell that? J I M. Uh, yeah, T E N E Y C K E. It's pretty cool. You've got some like. Uh, uh, some recent posts there where you were talking about how October was uh, um, dwarfism, dwarfism Awareness Month, yep. and you and your son uh, were like showing how to wash the the your Jeep. You've got the bitchin' Jeep, and uh, you guys like you guys have little segways. You shouldn't use bitchin' too because that guy's oh, a lot of Just shut up, Ryan. <laughs> <It's offensive>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Do, you have, do you have a Wrangler? A Wrangler? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty badass. And we, okay, so all right, here we go into the questions. Well, let's start with let's before we like. Pop, Fire off like the rapid fire, all the questions that you've wanted to ask a little person your whole life. Let's talk about you. So you are 43. Three. Born in 72. So and obviously you're born with dwarfism, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, are, do, you, do either of your parents have dwarfism? No, and that's probably the number one question. Yeah. So okay. 80% of little people are born to average height parents. No way. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, of course, for me, it's a 50-50 shot. So my son is a little person. And so is it just a genetic mutation that both your parents had and then they had you yeah. and they probably had like a what, a, a 75, 25 chance? Uh, well, it was just a, you know, a, a, there a is... One in four. Yeah, like they probably would never have another little person again. I was the only child. Oh. So it's okay. a complete mutation. It's a random thing. Right. Now there is certain types of dwarfism that um, within the family that they can have multiple of that same type of dwarfism. There's over 200 different diagnosed types of dwarfism. Whoa. Whoa. So they kind of classify everybody that's short with a skeletal dysplasia, which is a bone disease or a bone issue, and you're under a certain height of, I think they say, 4'10". That's classified as a little person, but that's a broad range of medical issues. Okay. Mm. So how, what like classifies different uh, diagnoses of, of dwarfism? Like it, what's your do you have a specific name to yours? Yeah, spondylophyseal dysplasia congenita. Oh so, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, say it one more time. Spondylophyseal dysplasia congenita. Spondylophyseal dysplasia and congenita, yeah, congenita just means from birth, I think. Okay, right, yeah. And, uh, I totally butchered that, but but and so do I. Like, it's, we go by SED. SED is the, kind of the acronym. It yeah. sounds kind of like a dinosaur. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What what makes SED different from, I don't know, like an, one of the other. So achondroplasia. Achondroplasia is probably well, it is. It's the most common type of dwarfism, and they really have. And I'll probably get killed for this, but they have. The least amount of medical problems. Okay. So they're um, short li- limbs, so arms and legs. Yeah. And their torso is average height. So when they sit at a table, you almost can't tell because their torso is average height, but they have shorter arms and legs. Hmm. And that's the most common type of dwarfism. Interesting. Is that, okay. is that now? If you were to see, if you were to see another little person, would you be able to kind of? To like kind of say, uh, maybe it's this kind of like I'm thinking of like Peter Dinklage is like the probably Acon, the yeah. biggest, yeah, because he's, he's he got, has he's got he has that arms. one that you were just referring to, yeah, Acon, that's what I was thinking. Okay. That was what popped up, and I guess Peter like Peter Dinklage, the two the two most like biggest pop culture examples I can think of are Peter Dinklage and Mini Me and, and Wee Man actually, yeah. oh, was the other yeah. one. Wee Man and yeah. and I was thinking Wee Man and Mini Me, oh, okay. Um, 
uh, from the uh, Austin from Powers. Austin Powers, Powers yeah. right, right, right. But yeah, Wee Man, totally, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, what's Dude, his name? I think he just jacked. goes by. I think he just goes by Wee Man. That's what only I've only. Yeah, they had. sometimes they sometimes put his name up. I, I'm not sure what it and is. And does so. does Wee Man have the same same as Peter Dinklage? So okay, contemplation. Yeah, right. And I'm guessing for sure, Mini, the guy who plays Mini Me, different. Oh, different. Much different. And if you take a look side by side, or if you ever, he's much smaller. Yeah, like Minnie is, is even really shorter small. than me, and I'm on the short spectrum for wow, a little person. Right. Mm. So someone like uh, someone like Wee Man, who has Akon, you and him participating in the same type of absolute physical. Uh, like a foot ca- race chaos. Yeah. No, or, I mean I just mean chaos of like the, the shit that Wee Man does with Jackass oh, yeah, is yeah. like absolutely ridiculous. Like you with your with your mutation of I'd end up in the hospital. Right. Like there's okay. absolutely no yeah. way that you can and do any of why that. Why would you end up in the hospital? So we've got a lot more medical problems where he's really just stunted growth in the limbs, right? So his legs and his arms. Whereas like my son and I we have tons of spine problems. Uh, cervical spine, especially like in the neck, mm-hmm. um, and every joint is affected quite a bit with us. What about breathing? Because I'm noticing right now, watching you speak, I, right. and I can hear it too, especially with these mics. It's it, it's almost as if you are having uh, a bit of a struggle getting in enough oxygen to finish your sentence. Yeah. So we have a uh, our lung capacity is way lower than it would be for you. And with me in particular, look, because... Look, look, I have cystic fibrosis, man, right? True. Look, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay? But you'll know exactly what I mean when I say that, right? Yeah, lung yeah. Capacity. Well, no, you know what? I probably don't. I, I'm kind of joking. My lungs are doing quite well, but but yes, I kind of know Do what you're talking about. Do you know the volume of, uh, of like... So no, I, um, I, probably the only thing that I know offhand is, because uh, I had pneumonia this summer, is uh, your oximeter reading? So when they put that little sure the thing on your finger, finger yeah. do you do you have to do many what? like like medical tests? Because I guess my naive understanding of of like living as a little person is that that you're just that you're just smaller, and that the medical I guess the what they can do for you medically is is quite limited. Yeah. So. I mean, are you following up with specialists and meeting with doctors often? So, as a child, like my son gets inundated with medical treatment, and I did too. And then it's while you're growing. So once your body stops, like at 18, 19, okay. the problems stop or they slow, well, they slow down because it's, right. it's a problem right. of the growing, right? Mm-hmm. So. And, and, what, and what type of, like, is there a life expectancy of, of a little person? And that's a common question too. And I would say... You know, I always answer that, well, no, we can live as old as anybody else, but the um, the odds of us getting hit by a bus are probably a lot more than yours because <laughs> we're not going to be seen, so there is issues. And also probably not as fast yeah, to get out of the way. So or... statistically, and if I was in a car wreck, I might be hurt much more than, yeah. than an average guy would. Do you feel like sometimes you have to walk around with like an orange flag, like, like stretched up above your head to You'd... identify where you are? Well, the funny part was listening to the podcast where, and I was going to ask you if your doctor changed your mind. But you, you know, you become an adult and you think, "Fuck it, I'm just going to live." And what happens happens. Yeah. About, the, because, about the lung transplant, mm-hmm. for you yeah, because you can't live in a bubble, right? Yeah. That's right. right. So I don't live in a bubble at all. Well, you, uh, you, you, yeah, uh, well, you touched on that about being able to get out of the way if there was if there was a you're, you're moving slower. Obviously, you have smaller limbs. So, uh, is there? Uh, you came in and and just so that the context of people have the context of like how you get around efficiently. With the the kind of the version, I'll use the word segue because that's kind of the 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 that's everybody, what everyone, everyone would be able to everyone identifies with it. Um, 
you kind of have like a variation of a segue that's kind of custom made. Did you custom make it yourself? We, um, or you- I started importing them from China and then modified them. So they were made over there. There's a few different, well, there's quite a few different manufacturers over there. So I picked what I thought was the best quality one, and I've gone through a few different iterations. And is that for speed to get around, or is that for efficiency, or is it for comfort of your body? For me, they're just they were uh, they fit me to a T. Like if you think of a traditional large uh, scooter, yeah. or a large motorized chair, they're they're like three hundred pounds. They're yeah. huge. Yeah. Mm. Um, and my son and I travel together everywhere, so can you imagine two of them, right? Yeah, right. So we just can throw them in the trunk, right? If we go in somebody's little car, it's not a big deal. Or if I throw them in the back of the Jeep, I can lift them. They're 30 pounds. Yeah. Right. So, okay, we're, we already like, like slipped back into the like rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah. come back. So you were, you were born, uh, uh, you're, a single, you're a single child. Um, you were born uh, of two, uh, uh, what, what do, you, do you call us normies? What do you call? Uh, average height. Average, average height people. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That, that sounds much more. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds much more. Uh, <laughs> Technically correct. <laughs> uh, so, two average-sized human beings, and and at what point, at what age do, do you know? Like, at what age did you start to realize? Wait a fucking second, I'm I'm much smaller than the rest. Yeah, and I've often thought about that because it's funny, you know. Caden, my son, I was probably thirty. Well, I was at thirty-two when he was born, so I spent thirty-two years of my life ignoring that I was different, just charging through life. Dealing with it, mm-hmm. not dwelling on it, just not even really thinking about it. Just if but, something needed adapting, you adapt it and you move on. Right? But still yeah. aware, like aware, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think I was aware of it until I remember distinctly in grade eight coming back from a summer where you separate from your buddies mm-hmm. for the summer, and then you come back to school. It's like, oh fuck! <laughs> like all of a sudden, and they all hit puberty. They just like summer. towered. Yeah. What the yeah. hell happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always remember that too. Actually, like going away in the summers and and like the. The really like extreme transformations of some people who just like had hit puberty and all of a sudden they have like a bushy beard and they're like and they left grade eight talking like this and they came yeah. back in grade nine talking like this. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking beat you up now. Yeah. Whoa, geez, whoa, that's whoa. some why strong did, language for grade you, eight, Brian. Yeah. Why did you go there? I got, yeah. I got bullied a lot. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, my friend Basil, uh, he, he we went to we grew up our whole lives together and and he's Lebanese and. And in grade six, I remember him being like, Jared, come over here. And we were in like, we were like behind the school during recess and we were in a corner, like uh, up against the school. And he's like, is this normal? And he like pulls up his shirt and shows me his, uh, his armpit hair. And I was like, holy shit, dude. I feel like, like I had the same experience like, with somebody crap. in their pubes. Dude, is this normal? Uh, <laughs> got all this hair around my junk. <laughs> so you come back to school and all your friends are ter- towering over you. Um, and, and do you remember what that, what the that realization felt like? I think I've always been uh, yeah, a realist. You know, you can't do anything about it, so mm. you just, um, it's the way it is. And, mm. uh, and that seems to be like a pretty common thread with a lot of things that are from birth. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're born with something, it's like, you're, even even before the point that you go, this is what I have, or this is what I deal with, there's something in your mind that just goes, I was born with it, so I'm cool with it. But you didn't really dwell on it, Jim. Well, there was no cure, so there's nothing yeah. they can do for it. And people yeah. say, "Oh, would you know?" I, I've heard other little people say, "I wouldn't change it." You know, this is I wouldn't change it even if I could. Well, you know, I'm proud of the things I've been through, and I think I've done well. And if somebody gave me a button to press, I would get rid of the medical problems if I could. Yeah, right, of course. Uh, the height, you know, it's a pain in the ass, but I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, what was it like growing, like from grade eight on? Um, you know, social life. 
you know, like, is, uh, were you athletic at all? Or, or, you know, what was your social circle like growing up? I was extremely lucky. I, uh, I always had a great group of guys, great group of friends. Um, you know, I moved around a lot. Yeah, I probably went to 10 different schools and stuff. So I wasn't in one community, which is, um, uh, you know, I think can be difficult. But I was always lucky to hit that right niche of people to hang mm-hmm. out with. Mm. Do, you, do you worry about um, your son finding the same good group of kids well, to hang out with? Well, it was really important to us to not move. Um, I always thought when I was growing up, you know, it would be great to have known these guys my whole life because right. it is a bit of a bubble, and I don't want him to be raised in a bubble, but, you know, when he's in our own community, it is, it's, it's, it's uh, easier than... We, Not right. being such a spectacle because everybody in town knows us, right? What was your first job? I lucked out. I mean, I had a couple of little jobs where I worked for my grandparents. Um, and then my first real job, I got um, in an architect office doing like drafting, but at a very junior level, mm-hmm. right out of grade 10. Did you Holy ever? Shit. Did, did you it ever? It was such a different time back then. It was. Yeah. <laughs> like no one would fucking get that now. <laughs> did you, did you ever have any like like re- like <laughs> extremely stereotypical jobs? Like you worked like as Santa's elves <laughs> during like a Christmas. Yeah. Or something. Well, that's funny because um, I always wanted to be a stand-up comic. So right, right from a young age, I wanted to be Robin Williams or yeah. that kind of a thing. And then what pissed me off was the stereotypical roles, and not that I'm against them, but they're just not something that I am comfortable doing. Yeah, so right. to do a bit would be cool, and to include stuff about being short is obvious, but to be an elf, it's not really my thing. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like if you, know you saw another, uh, oh my God, I almost saw to say, if you saw another elf uh, doing an elf bit, if you saw another little person uh, who was doing that like at a mall, would you be like... You fucking sell out, or, 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 or like, or would you, or would you, or you know, or is it like just a non-issue? You just be like, yeah, I get it. Um, I understand their need to make money, um, yeah. so I hate to condemn them for it. Yeah, but I would really hope my kid doesn't do it. Right. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, right. Oh, so man, it is shit. kind of like it's kind of lame. Like if you're, you know, if you have a daughter, do you want her to be a prostitute? Like, right. yeah, right. right. No, you don't want to condemn the. I, the right. same vein. I went to uh, I went to a nightclub in in Dubai um, a few years ago, and it's called Cirque du Soir. And I remember, like, I haven't seen many this LPs is in, du- in, this is in, in Dubai, life. right? Yeah, it's in Dubai, and uh, and there's actually it originated in London. It's a big, uh, like, fancy, famous kind of nightclub for for weird abstract things. But the one thing that made me feel really weird about it is I walk in the the door, and there's this like person hanging from like a a, a trapeze kind of rope swing, dressed in like a weird costume, swinging back and forth from the ceiling, and and you get this like really weird vibe as soon as you walk in. You go down these stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs, in this like glass box in the center of the room, there's this uh, LP dressed in like these blue like satin clothes with a blue painted face. He looked like just, an avatar, just dancing to like EDM music. Now. Sorry, go continue. And, I have and to say well, about. I remember thinking, like, really, like, like it just seemed kind of like exploiting someone, right? For and, sure. And to play devil's advocate to that, maybe it is. Maybe one hundred percent, it's like, yo, let's hire this guy because people will be like, oh my god, this guy's in a box and he's little and he's blue. Yeah. But maybe the guy's. Uh, a circus performer. Oh, yeah, and or the loves, little person was like, I sure. fucking love dancing to EDM. And <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah. some dude in a fucking cage doing it once, and I went, 
I can do that shit, yeah. and I can probably do it better yeah. than him or yeah. her. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, I, and it's not like they're running a slave operation. There, Although here's but... the thing. Here's the thing, though, is the four of you guys or the three of you guys got in a picture with the LP, <laughs> and I think that's where it gets a little fucking like I wanted well. to touch on the, the the idea of work, and when we were talk, just talking about jobs and things like that, which made me kind of think of of uh, going back to. Little people in pop culture, and Peter Dinklage in, in particular, as a as a really amazing, and I, I love your your thoughts on it. Uh, to me, a really amazing role model for uh, little people because he does such an amazing job of just being an amazing actor. That that aspect of him, or putting a label on him as as such a, a little person, or or whatever you want to kind of attach to that, it totally goes out the window. And you're just seeing, and you're just seeing an amazing actor who's doing, who's playing a, a really, really well built character. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you? I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan, even. But how? What's your kind of? Uh, what's your kind of take on that? I think it's fantastic, and I'm, I'm not. I've tried Game of Thrones, and it's just the genre. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. to do with him at all. So. You I've don't like a, dwarves, uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah. You have like a subconscious <laughs> yeah. thing against dwarves. Yeah. He's, not a, he's not a dwarf in the show. No, no, no I'm, like... I'm just saying because it's fantasy. So do they oh. recognize? <clears throat> and I've only seen two or three. Do they, how do they, does he recognize they do. his difference? He, actually, he, he's, he's persecuted and, and like shut down and di- almost disowned by his family his whole life because of his difference. Because he comes from a family of wealth and, and regalness and... And like you know, they're, they're royalty, royalty, and and like they, they are the they are the epitome of perfection in quotations. Uh, but he comes out as this abomination, sure. and and there was you know he 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 you know they they say essentially like he was lucky he wasn't just tossed aside as a baby when he was born. Um, but then you know he 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 gets the fucking last word. I'll tell you oh that right God. now. Yeah, and he's, he's just kicking ass. He's just an amazing. He's just an amazing character, and he's su- and he's such a kick ass actor that like. He just totally strips away for me any stigma that I ever attached to being small. That, yeah, that's and, great. And, yeah. and like, I, I just, I, I, I just, I'm a huge Peter Dinklage is, fan. <laughs> is the biggest challenge in being a little person the fact that because we have a we have a ton of people who come into this room and and record we record with and they're talking about these illnesses that they live with, but when they walk in the room. I would never be able to guess what 90% of them are, are dealing with, right? But being a little person, it's like the first thing you notice about somebody because of the uncommon nature of it and the fact that a lot of people don't know. Well, how common li- is it? What's the, the... Statistically, they say it's 1 in 25,000 births for wow. LPs in general. For our type, they say it's one in a hundred thousand births, Whoa. but I would even say it's more than that. Like, like um, right? Like the the odds are the odds are even greater. Double, I would say. Like, so, it, wow is is the challenge the fact that it is something that's so obvious when you first meet somebody? Then you you do you ever feel like you're trying to like showcase your other abilities or the personality that you have? You've always got to be on. Yeah. Mm. So it's like we're the poor celebrities because we get bombarded by people's curiosities, good and bad, all day long. Mm. And so you describe that to somebody and they're like, yeah, okay, you're just not, that's, you're just exaggerating. And it's like, mm. okay, come with us for a day. Yeah. And, you and get like to we just constantly are stopped. And 90% of the time it's positive. It's good. Right. Yeah. Well, but still, even if it's good, you've got to take the time and stop. So there was a guy on the ferry this morning, right? He stops, sees Caden and me, both scooters. So he wants to stop and he wants to know about us and the scooters. And I'm like, 
trying to take notes and think about what am I going to say? And it's like, you know, I rubbed, you know, just kind of give them the cold shoulder. Yeah. Right. And so, and then, you know, Tracy and I talk and she says, no, you can do that. Well, people get the idea instantly with you. Like, um, but you do either have to embrace them or. Yeah. And and I guess, you know, I'm really actually to hear that, that 90% of the time it is a positive experience is really, really amazing for me. I'm, I'm, because I mean, what we're trying to do is promote sure. the, yeah. the, the dialogue between the people that have something and the people that don't. What else are, like, what are some other examples of those in- interactions or those encounters that you <clears throat> face on a day-to-day basis? Uh, Out in public, people, you know, coming up. And, maybe like some examples of like the, the worst case and then the, the best case. So, uh, maybe somebody you can... Well, kids remember. are purely obvious. So there's brats and then there's great kids, right? Mm, there's yeah. kids that have just a juvenile genuine curiosity and we're always open to that and you know you'll see a cute little boy or girl in a grocery store and they're like whoa they're just infatuated <laughs> yeah. entirely yeah, right. right so you give them a little smile or you say hi or something or you know you might come across the next guy two aisles down and it's like mom the midgets are over here on aisle three like whoa. and that like happens oh, all well that's a regular occurrence right do you ever yeah. feel like laying oh down God. some like knowledge on those little yeah brackets? and yeah my yeah. wife used to get embarrassed but you know i don't have any trouble by yeah right um, and i don't i'm pretty like what would you say what would you say to it like a i don't know an eight-year-old kid that's like whoa look at the midgets i'd just say look at the shithead in aisle three <laughs> 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 listen, you listen, you little fucker. <laughs> or if the parents aren't doing anything, you just go, oh, yeah. there's some prime parenting. Like, oh, yeah, 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 make them feel real bad. Yeah. Uh, coming back to your personal story, um, you know, you were growing up, you said you had a pretty solid group of uh, guys supporting you and, and friends, but um, would, would it, did you face any kind of uh, bullying or did you face any sort of um, uh uh, discrimination based around your your height, and we think about I think about that a lot, and I've even talked about it with, uh, with my wife at length. And I must have, but okay. um, you know, because we, we are a member of LPA, which is a huge American organization for little people. So we go to these conferences, and there's like twenty five hundred little people go to these. They're huge, so there's workshops on bullying, and it's a it's a big deal. And I never ever want to take the side of the bullier, like they're always in the wrong. But I wonder some ways if maybe I deal with it differently than somebody who's crushed by it. So, mm-hmm. right. like it just does, it just kind of brushes over you. Like you don't really. Yeah, and I think we have to teach people how to deal with it as much as the bully. Like obviously they're doing a, the wrong thing. And right. You want to right. That Condemn them, but we got to. But it's with also it. as important to teach how to manage it. Yeah, and you got to cope with it, yeah. whether it's in the workplace or at school or right. whatever. Do you recall, or can you recall, the meanest thing anyone's ever said to you? Not really mean, ignorant maybe, like, uh, you know, using the midget word when they know that it pisses you off and really it doesn't bother me. Like I, it's kind of like probably you see the um, black people use the N word all the time. If you own it and it's yours, you're not going to make me crawl under the table by saying it over and over. Yeah. Really it's a reflection on what of an idiot you are, right? Right. Do people totally. in the little people community yeah. use midget like like the same word that like What's people up, in the midget? black community own like own the, the, the N word? <laughs> Uh, like so, the comedians or the entertainers would. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but like you wouldn't walk up to your like little person friend and be like, "What's up, Midge?" Um, maybe some of the team. <laughs> no, not really. No, okay. yeah. it's not like it's not cool slang. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I was wondering because we just had this conversation actually. The the one of the our, of our recent episodes is on uh, on schizophrenia, and one of the one of the things that we talked about right really early on, just in terms of mental health, was that the link between. Bullying and in particular the stress that gets that can be put on to somebody mm. v- uh, via bullying 
and how long-term effects of being of being put under stress uh, as a result of bullying can lead to later on in life some type of mental illness developing, such as schizophrenia sure. or anxiety or depression or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of like the the importance. Of, and I had never thought about it in that in that realm because we talked about how you know you the, you hear topically in the news about how you know someone was bullied so intensely that then they killed themselves and that's like okay they it happened then they were bullied and then soon after still in school they take their lives or they hurt themselves or whatever and then it's national news and everyone hears about it and then we all rally around anti bullying campaigns and everything but. I had never thought about that long-term effect. Like this happens in junior high or high school, and then in your late twenties or in your early thirties, you start to develop a mental illness that can be traced back to this. So, in in the realm of being a being a little person and going and growing up, and like you, the amazing ability to just go, whatever, dude. This is a reflection of you being an asshole, not of me having an issue, is really great. On the flip side of things, and we're talking about your personal experience, but then also referencing the whole community, uh, that the importance of, of, of teaching people how to deal with it so that this mental health issue doesn't need to be something that happens later on in life. This is what they're doing at, the, at these conventions. They're, they're te- they're, they are teaching towards how to deal with it, or they're teaching around like how do we get rid of bullying, both. So, you know, they're identifying the, the bullying issue, which everybody is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they also, lots of stories about how people have been devastated and bullied. And I mean, I can, I know of a family and it's the sweetest girl, you know, she's my son's age. And I think she's had to change school once <sighs> or twice because she was bullied and she's just Whoa. adorable. And she's like, uh, her parents are amazing. So mm. I don't want to say that it doesn't exist because obviously they've had to face it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's never their fault. It is always the bullier's fault. Right. Fuck, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, crazy it's brutal. That, it's crazy that there, <clears throat> there has to be these like organized conferences and like money spent to educate people on how not to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like why can't, why can't everybody just be nice? It would be <sighs> so much easier to... To get along, it's such a complicated issue when you get into the heads of a kid, the head of a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like why I, you do what you do. But and- you see, I th- I think that, and not to not to like say that bullying is okay, but I think that when you when you get to a certain age, I think that there's um, we go through that process. So that, that's how we learn, right? Like I remember when I was young, like I, I remember saying something to someone, and I'm talking like like quite young. And noticing, I made a difference there. I made that person cry because I called them a certain name. And it was like a learning experience of like, okay, hmm, that had an effect on that person. And now whether or not you, you are the type of human that, that does that and goes, well, maybe that's not right and I shouldn't do that because of my parents telling me that that's not okay and, and, and then I learn. But like that's, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of part of the process of, you, you were saying, like, why can't we just all be nice? But I think mm. the reason why we can't all just be nice is because sometimes it takes, you were joking about earlier talking to Brian, like, sometimes it takes being a bit of a, an asshole to learn that that's to, not and okay. I was serious, even though I was poking fun. Yeah, 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 yeah poking yeah. fun. But it, like, it's, it, that's kind of the process. Well, it's like you grow from mistakes, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but having said that, bullying is a, 
massive fucking issue yeah, that needs to sure, be like totally. addressed and figured out and taken care of. And because- referencing Jim and the girl that he was telling and mm-hmm. about that had to change school. Yeah. Some people are made by it and some people break by it. Exactly. And yeah. it's I, yeah. and I, I think to- that's a good analogy. Like sometimes I think it fuels my fire. Yeah. Whereas other yeah. people it does the opposite, right? Yeah, totally. Right. And I understand that because there's days where like I'm not going to town because if I see one more fucking person I'm gonna snap. Yeah. So yeah. I understand yeah. that, yeah. but maybe that happens to me once a month, whereas people have to deal with that on Try and get motivated every day to face that, right? Yeah. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts i want to i want to move on to uh to some of the things because i i know we've kind of touched on the segue we've talked about your badass jeep that you own what what are some of the modifications that you've had to make in your life to help you um kind of get through your day-to-day routine Mm. um what's funny when i think i was raised um a little bit different parenting style. So I really had nothing as a kid except for a stool. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, you're going to have to deal with the real world when you're old and out of the nest. So, you know, I was not given a lot of uh, um, adaptations to, to that to made my, would have made right. my life more comfortable. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's just the way it was. So Caden has all these adaptations because, you know, we built our house three years ago. So it's got a kitchen that's fully modified and customized. You guys just have like sweet step stools like going around the whole kitchen so they can get up to the sink and stuff like that? Or Pretty much. Or you just build you, it all lower? If, if, if you build it all lower... Then and your wife's you... low back is like, yeah. she's like, God damn it, why did we build the sink two feet high? My fucking back. Yeah, and I don't know if we said that, but my wife is average height. That's so right, your wife yeah. is average so height. So the, the kitchen, yeah. you know, you don't want to build a short, short kitchen because um, what if you want to sell a house? That's going to be a huge expense, totally. right? Yeah. Right. So I did design the kitchen. It's just like a big U and it's on my Instagram and stuff. And then it's got a set of drawers that pull out across the whole end of it. So at the end that Caden and I use, it's a big horseshoe, and it's probably like five feet by five feet, but it's a raised platform. But you can push it all the way, and it looks like a drawer. Oh, cool. So if she just wanted the kitchen or somebody else was using it without us, you just push it all in, and it disappears. Mm -hmm. What do you do for work? Um, I started my own company in 94 working for contract work for architects and engineers. So okay. started out mostly just drafting, but I would say it's evolved into graphic design of a whole bunch of areas. Sweet. So it's like, awesome. like 3D graphics of homes and yeah, stuff? Yeah, well, not so much residential stuff, oh, but okay. I work a lot for engineers and, and planners. Yeah. So mm-hmm. mapping. Um, so drafting is an architectural drafting? When you, yeah, yeah, that's how I started out. Right. Oh, shit, dude. There's a picture of you hanging out with Casey uh, Neistat from New York? <laughs> we stalked him. Oh, fuck. That's so <laughs> cool. My buddy Dave's like a big, big fan of him. Yeah, me too. Us uh, too. You guys went to New York. That must have been fun. It was a blast. Now, New York, going to a city that's so crazy heavily populated, did you get any, like, were there a lot of looks, a lot of stares? We love New York because there is so many strange people in New I York. Know, yeah. Right? We don't even hardly turn ahead. It's yeah. fucking uh, Dave, it's so David wild Cross. There, it's just like, David yeah. Cross has the best joke about New York. He's like, it's the one place in the world, I'm going to butcher it, but it's the one place in the world 
or simultaneously, you will see the most incredibly gorgeous, beautiful woman, so hot, you've never seen anything like it in your life. And then on the left, you see a crazy man wearing a toaster on his head and, and like blowing into a kazoo and singing a song. And it's the craziest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. And you can't tell which one you have to look at first or most <laughs> yeah. like it's just the craziest and place. because of that that because of that mixing and that whole melting pot of just like wildness you just don't you just go yeah just we keep, walking. You just we keep, just walking. keep walking and yeah. you know we could feel the odd look but not probably the least amount in the world was in new york yeah because you're hiding in plain sight like it's just <laughs> like it, not, no one's paying attention to anybody yeah. like it's just yeah yeah this question i'm going to preface this with the this might come off as a bit culturally insensitive but this is totally based on things that i have i have you know seen and witnessed like on multiple occasions and through people that i know who've experienced this through travel but um, exa- a perfect example is my my niece who told me that uh, that riddle about the little person in the elevator um, when she was very very young and she's got very 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 blonde blonde hair just the most adorable little thing and when she was really young they went to India and when they got to India all of the the people who live there like all of the the uh, Indian people that live there wanted to touch her hair. They wanted to mm-hmm. touch her and like pet and like touch her face and like and and touch her clothes and like just just touch her because they've ne- like rarely do they see this human walking around that looks like a doll to them, right? And I'm, my sister in law was just was like, oh, please don't don't touch her, just don't like you know don't <laughs> touch her. Um, have you ever run into anything like that where like there's like a sort of cultural thing where you know? A group of people get off a tour bus and they're like, "Whoa!" and they just like w- want to run over and like pat you and and your son or something like that. Um, yeah. the Chinese definitely. Yeah, yo, you're at for for real. Like, yeah. they, like they want to get pictures and it, stuff like that. And with touristy you? ones, like the ones where you're when we're in Times Square. That's probably the only people that we notice. You know, obviously yeah. taking pictures of us, right? Yeah. yeah, right. And how, like, how does it feel? Like, do you? Is it kind of like, well, this just comes with the territory of being an LP? Yeah, you don't like it, but what are you going to do? Chase everybody with a camera down yeah. the street? Like, yeah. you just would lose your mind. Right? I feel like I'd just be like throwing thumbs up, being like, <clears throat> yeah, that's right. You know, just like really <laughs> just middle in. fingers all the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Kind of in the same vein, uh, we used to have this this guy who uh, who raced canoes with with uh, myself and my friends and. And he was a little bit smaller than uh, a lot of other people who were in our group. He wasn't he wasn't a little person, but he was maybe like five foot or like four foot eleven, and 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 really skinny too. So we would pick him up all the time because it's just fun to like pick up our our little friend. So <laughs> do, do you get picked up a lot? I think that's a thing for sure. Little people, yeah. and especially the bar scene, like oh fuck, dude, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, drunk people are just they just want to hoist you over there. How much do you weigh? 80 pounds. Okay, yeah. So. All right, yeah. Um, Jeremy mentioned something. I was, when I was, when I was, I just stepped out to pee. And when I was listening to you talk, tell, talk about India and like culturally, do people want to, you know, get pictures with you or, or whatever? Um, is there, for example, cystic fibrosis that Jeremy has is typically, correct me if I'm wrong, more centric for white Males, uh, or yeah. maybe white people. Yeah, white, no, just it's, white, just it's pretty Caucasians. Much like, in, Caucasians in general in North uh, America, in like northern, more northern regions. Yeah, Caucasians, uh, and I think like it's pretty like Jewish Caucasians. Maybe I could be wrong about that, but it's it's not very uh, common for Black people or Hispanics, right, to have cystic fibrosis. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's it's, it's more driven towards like a very like like 
a piece of the population culturally or ethnically. Um, is there is there any aspect of that for the, the whole spectrum of of mutations? I don't think. I think um, you know. I probably you don't you're not exposed because we're from like Canada. We don't see a lot of different. But when I go to these conventions, it seems to be across the board. Like, right. There'll be mm-hmm. Mexicans and different nationalities all right. over the place. I, mm-hmm. I want to come back to uh, to some of the other modifications that you've you've made in your life, and um, I. I remember Jeremy told me on your Instagram it shows that you've you've extended the pedals in your in your Jeep so that you can touch Yeah, them what is that, that right? system? And like you, obviously you have to sit a little higher, don't you? Yeah. You're like what's what do you got going on there? How do you drive? So um it's evolved over the years. So like when I was 16, I just was that was the most important thing in the world was to get my license because totally. even at that age there was no such thing as a Segway. So my mobility was always a huge impairment. So even right. when my buddies would be out walking in the neighborhood you know, that would kill me, so I wouldn't do it nearly mm-hmm. as much as they would. So, yeah, for sure, I was at sleeping there to get my license when I turned 16. Does it and kill you to walk because it's it just, like, your lungs are working hard, or it's just, like, it's just hard for your legs to move as quick to keep up, or... So with us, it's, well, it's all our joints. So ah, our hips yeah. are completely almost non-existent. Right. So where you've got a nice ball on the end of your femur that's in the pelvis socket, mm-hmm. we've got, like, this nothing uh, and it's okay. kind of just rotating against the pelvis area, but there's really not a. Is it like uh, compression, like the bones touching? Is it almost like arthritic? Or yeah. So with me, as I get to be older, that becomes worse and worse and worse. Is that what causes this sort of almost like waddle? Like when you see little people walking, and there's almost this like sort of sway side to side. Where you're like walk? picking your hip up on yeah. the other side. You mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's their gant, and it's because of their spine or their hip, or mm. lots of the, they'll have bow legs, and yeah. that's because. You know, one side. Wee man's bone. got crazy. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, wee man's got crazy bowed legs. Yeah. Like it's really insane to look at. So mine were the other way. Mine were knock kneed, so they went in right. uh, and out. And I had multiple surgeries to correct that alignment. What age were you uh, full? What age did you stop growing? No, like the same age as yeah, else? I think eighteen, okay. not roughly there. So so at sixteen, you're still you're still you're you're smaller your than you are now. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, like shorter. I mean, a little bit, little bit, not a lot, but okay. Was mm-hmm. there was there stubbornness to you sometimes to to want to be out running running the streets with your friends? Oh uh, yeah, I did it as much as I could, but you know, just physically, it would just you can only do so much, right? Like Jeremy has CF, and he should never smoke anything. But he went through a period where he smoked a bunch oh, yeah, of weed, smoking all the weed. It was great. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah, drinking and all of that stuff. I mean, yeah, I took it to a whole new level for somebody with my. Wait, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> what, like if you if we went out for beers after this, like, do you drink? Yeah, I, well, I not as much as I used to, and and you know I'm on other medications, so I find it has a a worse effect. So I right. cut back lots for so sure. Like, how much would it take for you to get like get a good buzz on? Like, probably what it would take for an average person. I wouldn't oh, say okay. I'm a big drinker, but. You know, if it, you get one buzz for a couple of beer, I'd be probably the same. Okay, Whoa, that's yeah. interesting because I thought it was all like blood alcohol volume. Yeah, no. Oh. Oh. And maybe that's you know, years ago I could say it was a build up for sure. But yeah. right. what kinds of uh, what kinds of like treatments are you currently on, or have you gone through in your life? You said you had surgery to you know correct your knees. Have you had many surgeries? About thirty, probably. Holy fuck! That's wow. a, holy, yeah. that's a good amount. Lots, yeah. Um, and uh, I guess like everything, just mostly skeletal and All joint. skeletal, yeah. Okay, what about medications? Like, what do you take? Um, now it's just back down to T3s because, you know, I've gone through the gamut. It's just pain at this level, coping with, you know, getting through the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're, just, you're just living a life of pain, like, it, it, based on your joints and your skeleton and stuff? Yeah, without coming, you know, sounding all blue about it. But you just, 
you know, by the day, as the day goes on, you get sore and sore. So oh, you wow. have to go to that next meeting or go to go to work or to watch the Does, jeepers. Let me just. Are there any like therapies or anything that you, that you prescribe to or that are, are generally for the community or. Are well, I tried some fun? edible jelly beans because like, I was really curious as to how that would work. For pain? Oh, yeah. For pain? Yeah. 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 And THC. Six, like, six, yeah. 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 What'd you, how'd you find? I'd have to do it a couple more times to give it a proper, uh. Because I completely went squirrely the first batch. <laughs> right, yeah, right, and you probably right. can't smoke because of them. And, and I shouldn't smoke. So I, yeah. same as you, probably like any time I've ever tried smoking as a kid or as a teenager. Just immediately, like just, I paid lung. for it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, do you find the T threes like? Do you find yourself get pretty pretty dopey, or yeah, you kind of get used to it? Yeah, I get totally sober. Where I probably can't even tell. So you know, I've tried the, you know, hillbilly heroin and the Oxycontin and all the rest of it, oh, right? Oh, fuck, wow. Mm. And then it end, I end up just coming back to T3s because I don't find it's any worse or different than the yeah. harsher stuff. Right, sure. and plus you don't want to deal with the fucking yeah. addictive nature of that you, stuff. Jim, uh, if you want to, just, just fire off a text to your wife, uh, let her, tell her to come back. Mm. Um, uh, we, might, we might have to like go let her in if, if she can't get in. But, yeah, sure. But... Um, we're at 50 minutes of recording, but oh, it's, only tw- it's only 12.40. Yeah. So we have lots of fucking time. This is great. I want to keep this going, but I just want her to be here so that like, if we want to get Caden on, we can just fire him on when we need to. So um, I, was, I was talking about some of the modifications, and I was, I was wondering about like how... Does your wife drive your Jeep very much? Yeah, so that's a funny thing because you know uh, her being tall, and it's like the house. You gotta, I got to think for her too, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. we have two vehicles. Well, we have three, but two of our main vehicles, so... You know, we've got a big Dodge pickup that she somehow scooped off me years ago. And then, <laughs> and then I got the Jeep uh, a couple years ago. But, um, yeah, we can change it over in about five minutes. Okay. Oh, cool. Wow, cool. So I, I guess now to, to take you back to kind of being an adolescent and, and being a little person, was there this thought in your mind, especially when you're kind of starting to think about sexual experiences? Are you, are you thinking like, wow, it's going to be really hard to... Uh, or it's going to be a challenge at all to to get laid. To what's well, uh, yeah? I mean, it's. Uh, and I the look, second question is: Is your dick really big? But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's go through the, get through this one first. My son's going to kill me, but he asked me the same thing last week. Is it like affect that too, Dad? <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. oh. like, such a hilarious question for an eleven-year-old. And I, I said, "Well, your cap is the same size as your buddy's cap, isn't it?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. So is that that's the thing you got? Just like normal dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's just like the way that came out. He's got a normal dick. Oh, I, but you know what? You got a normal dick, but I bet it looks fucking huge. Because it's like, well, it's relative. Probably just, yeah, just hanging down to well, your. Why don't, why don't you just pull it out? <laughs> we just had this conversation. The girl that we interviewed just before this is a marine biologist, and she goes, uh, she goes, yeah, I study uh, what she say uh, something in barnacles. Marine, marine biology, she, and, and something yeah. in barnacles are the two things that she like, studies all the time. And she goes, yeah, well, uh, barnacles have the biggest relative dick in the world in, in of all species. <laughs> yeah. eight, and we go, well, how big is it? And she goes, well, it's like a centimeter, but like, <laughs> but like compared to the relative size of the body of the of the barnacle. It's massive. It's like it's like eight times the size of their body. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I like, like that statistic. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Heard so, it here first, folks. Jim yeah. is packing. packing heat. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, but on on a serious note, was there like this worry that it was going to be hard to engage in relationships with? Well, I think it is something people? for sure that girls would see, and um, especially at that time of your life when you're young. It's probably mm-hmm. when people are at the shallowest. Part of their yeah, life, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of dread that a little bit for my kid when he's growing up because teenagers can just be savages be to hard, each other yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say it was an issue. Um, 
but not once I got to know the girl. Yeah, right, right. So there's that immediate hurdle, and probably they don't think of me in that capacity at the start, but... But then you right. churn the yeah. fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah. Which, is, like, which yeah. is such a common experience among everybody that we've exactly. ever interviewed. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is not... Uh, this is that immediate hurdle, and it's, there's a little extra work right in the beginning. But then it's like, well, yeah. you either accept it or you don't, and then it's pretty clear cut after that. Yeah. And well, the other the other more serious part, or the second serious part, and not the size of your dick question, was uh, is is that we, we so we had this conversation uh, the other day with with uh, or was it with, with Brandy when we talked about her transitioning to a woman. Uh, oh. She said that the worst part was being labeled a, a fetish. Yeah, like like immediately uh, earmuffs, Caden. Uh, uh, immediately, like once she went through that transition, she was labeled as a fetish. And uh, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this so, question. Is like, did you ever feel so like as a curiosity? You were labeled as yeah, that, or yeah, were you worried that people would might want to get intimate with you, but they they might just want to have that experience. No, but I wish I would have thought of it. Because <laughs> you would have played on it. Yeah, played on it. <laughs> Start marketing yourself as that. <laughs> we, we, we met really young, so actually we've been together for a long time. I think I was, uh, Tracy was 16 and I was like 18 or 19. Oh, okay. So we, you know, we probably, we dated a few other people before us, but yeah. we got together really quite young. Right. Oh man, I feel like uh, uh, there was some questions I wanted to get into, but I feel like it might be a little too hard to get into right now. With, uh, 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 They're pretty liberal. Are, are you, yeah, are you sure? Okay, your family just walked in, but I was going to ask, what's the, uh, earmuffs, uh, what is the, like, what's the logistics of, of uh, the, of the, of mating? <laughs> Jerry's, Jerry's like, oh, oh. What's the logistics of sex with just, a, with an average sized person to uh, to a little person? You just need one of those trampolines. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's called a sex swing. Though. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> is it hard though? Is it tough? Like, is it? Uh, I guess or you just kind of make it work. Yeah, no, you just make it work. Yeah, I, mean, I heard that there's, there's like no trick to it. I think that some one of the some of the pulp. Oh, I bet you there's tricks. I bet that, you there's yeah, tricks. Yeah, right. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> why did you say? Why did you give me that look when you said that? <laughs> Uh, I, I I would like Jesus to. I don't Christ. know if you guys have any, but I have a, a kind of a list of not a huge list, but a few uh, kind of rapid fire questions that I would love sure. to throw at you. Yeah. Um, one is: uh, Is there anything that like able bodied people do that bothers you without them knowing it? I'm just assuming that there's uh, an inability or you know a lack of ability. Like there's nothing that. Um, um, like for example, me going, "How do you have sex?" Yeah. You know, like, and most people out of a curiosity, if you want to have that candid conversation, yeah. that's fantastic, and that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I think you guys reach it so well with this kind of cool attitude, and it's not so um, uh, um, sterile. You know, mm. every mm. other, you know, people go look for information for us, and it's either in a textbook where it's medical and sterile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no options like this, so that's why I'm, I'm here, and I love that part of it. Um, what was the question? Uh, basically, is there anything that uh, like us normies do that that, w- that would bother you with, without us know- knowing that we would be? Maybe just any kind of condense- being uh, condescending, but mm. you know, um, not really. No. Yeah. yeah, I'm really fascinated that it's that it that, and I'm I'm glad that it tends to be uh, 
more so, like you mentioned, a more of an ignorance factor than a malicious mm, factor yeah. because you can re- you can reverse ignorance. I mean, you can teach yeah you can teach non ignorance. You can teach uh, knowledge and understanding and and educate mm-hmm. and education. But you it's it's a little harder to reverse the malicious nature of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think media has come uh, such a long ways from when I was a kid in the seventies and eighties to now. Like the TV in general and the media is just it's made. Huge, huge steps forward. So hopefully that keeps the momentum going in the you right mean direction. Like, you mean like Little People, Big World? Yeah, exactly. I mean that was. I mean whether the show went off the rails or not, it was a <laughs> great. Um, I mean every kid saw that show, right? So yeah. instead of um, them being so focused on, hey, you're you know it's different, they would say, hey, have you seen that show? I'm not familiar mm. with the show. What is it? You've never heard of Little no, People, no. Big World? Oh, no. Really? Yeah. So it ran on TLC for a lot of years. Yeah. It was a kid's show? No, it's a documented, like a reality show of a little person family. Oh, okay. So it was cool. one of those TLC shows. Yeah, yeah. right. And there was, and there was a, a, a mix in the family of yeah. little people and average size people. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah. Uh, one of my other questions was... Did it go off the rails? Like, was it, did it get Well, it ridiculous? just started to get so dramatized. It got really yeah, TLC. It, it, yeah. turned, it turned into a TLC show. <laughs> it turned into yeah, like exactly. Honey Boo So Boo when that show was in its prime and Caden was young, we... I was all pumped up, and I thought, we could do a show like that. So, you know, I wrote off a bunch yeah. of proposals, and we went down that road and got a fair way. Oh, cool. But then it was all about the drama in the end. So yeah. it was like, yeah. you know, they started firing back questions about, well, who in your family manages the finances? Like, you know, what the hell does that have to do yeah. with anything? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you have some yeah. type of mathematical impediment. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so no, they're just I'm looking for the drama, math. right? They're yeah, just right. looking for we're, it. We're actually uh, in the midst of uh, shooting a, a sort of a documentary right now, and and we're trying to figure out, like, so I might uh, sleep with uh, uh, Taylor's <laughs> girlfriend. He doesn't know this yet, but uh, just on the side, I'm going to go have sex with Kyla. That's one of the hooks. And, uh, our, it's, our conflict is going to be centric to the yeah, theme of yeah, the Yeah, because yeah. So, yeah, it's not really, like, what we're doing is not really important. It's like, no, 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 that's right. it's like how we're ruining each other's lives that right. people really want to see, <laughs> yeah, right? The, the background stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my, my other question here was, uh, are, you, are you an LP when you dream? Whoa! <laughs> or or have you question. or have you ever had a dream where you're not an LP? That's a good question. I don't think. I've well, always been me. Yeah. I think in the dreams. I feel like. Are you a black man when you dream? <laughs> no. Well, you know, some, sometimes I've. I mean, I've had dreams where I'm. I'm someone that I'm not. But mostly, if I if I can recall, I'm I'm an, I'm an I'm an average sized person. But um, I guess like if you're if it, I don't live a life where I'm constantly seeing people that are taller than me, or I'm constantly, um, you know, in, even if it's if it's subconscious or in the background, thinking of the ways that I have to go through the world because I'm sure. smaller than the rest. So I, it made me like go, I wonder if there's. You just like, need to hang around NBA locker rooms for a while and yeah. then start having dreams. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. I don't think that I ever envision my own body when I'm dreaming, though. I don't think I. I don't think that I ever have like wherewithal about who I am as an individual. Oh, I definitely. It's more do. like I have a perspective mm. on something that I'm just observing. It's a very oh. interesting like realm to go into. Yeah, in for sure. Dreams. I, I have hardcore like POV dreams. Like, I have I'm, POV dreams too. I also have third person dreams where I have been other people. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Weird. Um, if you do, you play? Are you, you? I guess you said you weren't into RPG or um, um, uh, fantasy, uh, like TV shows and stuff. You, no, you're not like a. You didn't. You, you didn't play like D and D growing up or anything like that no. with your buddies. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Did you ever choose the dwarf? Yeah. character in D and D. More of an EA Sports kind of. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm. I always choose the dwarf. Um, uh, I'm always like a dwarf uh, fighter. 
uh, or a dwarf mage. What's the difference between a, a little bit of knowledge for? <laughs> is Gimli your favorite character in in uh, Lord of the Rings? Mm, I don't really have a favorite. I like no, Legolas. Really yeah. Anyway. So cool. Gimli's yeah. in Lord of the Wings. G- yeah, Gimli. Gimli's like Gimli's like the the, the bearded. I mean, dwar- dwarves have like a, cr- a huge role in Lord of the Rings, and more even bigger so in the Hobbit. They're basically the main yeah. crew in the Hobbit. Man, that that song they do in the kitchen in the Hobbit. Right. Yeah. Oh, very fuck, very so very cool. very nuts. So, <laughs> yeah, but but the they're coolest. all but they're all like axe wielding uh, like strong men. That's exactly what I choose. Like when I do D&D or we do Pathfinder, that's exactly the character I always do. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, they're great. Yeah, Gimli is Gimli is the main is the main character. There's anyway. basically the, the the fellowship of the ring is this massive eclectic group of characters and and different like species in the realm of Lord of the Rings and Gimli is the bearded elf that has the double sided axe. He's super badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh one more question that I didn't get to ask yet and it's uh I'm I'm really obsessed with this kind of idea of modifying things to make them more accessible, and I'm wondering if there's anything in your life right now. Are you trying you- to come up with a like a, a? Are you trying to like invent something? You're trying to find the one thing that hasn't been thought of yet, so well, you can go. I'm going to patent that. Well, <laughs> well, that was going to be my question, not directly that, but I was wondering: is there is there is there still anything in your life that you're like? I wish that I could figure out a better way to do this. Maybe every uh, counter in every store, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, you just need stilts. That's yeah. it. Stilts. And actually, the segue. Uh, I mean, people don't think of that, but it's like walking around on a stool. Right. So, are, are you, you selling? Like, are you selling those now? We like, are, and we more inches. do it because when we go to these conventions, we just get bombarded with uh, people wanting to know where we got it. Yeah. Where, and where right. where can people find it if uh, there's a LP listening right now? Littlescoot.com is our website. Littlescoot.com. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. And yeah. is this like how, how much of a, I mean, if you don't need to like release financial information obviously, but like how Who much Who does of, your finances in your home? <laughs> <laughs> how much of like a, how, how much of a chunk of like <laughs> revenue is, it, uh, uh, is this? They're is about 3,000 American. So oh, after wow, the, the people get the seat, like we order them raw from China then we modify, create a post because they're not suited for people of our height, and then we mm-hmm. also make a seat that Caden uses on his. Right, and so like, and how? How? What's the? Uh, like, what's the? How? How? How well do they sell? Um, and we keep saying, are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to keep doing this? Because we more do it to help other people, facilitate them to get them. Right. Because they're mm-hmm. not in stores, right? And I keep thinking um, they're going to show up in Walmart tomorrow, and then for sure we're not going to keep doing it. Right. So we both have other jobs that would be our, this is more of a hobby, right? More of like a break-even basis. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. So um, um, will we keep doing it? I'm not sure. Right. We kind of just evaluate it's, that with each shipment we get from China and see how they go. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I mean, I, well, that's kind of how right now how this podcast runs. I mean, we we do this because we love we love doing it and, and talking to people and, and gaining experiences and hearing stories and and uh, and getting out and, and, and making a, a difference and, and changing conversation. But as soon as Walmart starts doing our podcast, <laughs> then, uh, we're fucking out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, a question that I we always kind of come to, and usually it always falls around the end of the episode, is uh, what is one thing that that extreme dwarfism has has taken away from you? And this is a two part question, and that's the first part. Um, mobility would be the thing that's probably the most frustrating. Mm-hmm. So just getting around, like if there was no gravity and we could all float, life would be way easier. Mm-hmm. So mobility would be my number one thing. Like it's. 
um, a pain in the ass for me to get from point A to B in a lot of cases. So mm-hmm. even if you think of, you think, well, how does that apply? Well, you know, to go on a family uh, holiday to Europe, we're thinking, now Europe's cobblestones, how well are they going to be accessible? And there's stairs right. everywhere. And right. so, you know, you got to kind of pre have some idea of where you're going and how accessible that's going to be. And when people say things are accessible, that has no bearing on us. Like an accessible washroom means nothing to it's us. It's just because, wheelchair accessible. And the toilet's up to here and the grab handles are way up there. So accessibility right. means nothing to us, really. And right. it's really, it's, it's, it's it, I mean, I've, and you are involved in commercial and, and, and drafting and stuff yeah. like that. So obviously you have a big, a big handle on that. I own a business and you have, you know, it has to be accessible. You have to re- meet standards for accessibility. Yeah. And it's always, it's always, can a wheelchair get in there? Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing, the only thing you think about. about. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. So, so uh, how, how do you use a public bathroom? Just uh, piss and yeah, shit just, on the floor, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for not making this accessible to LPs. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no shit on this floor. You public- spell your name with your shit. And you're just like, oh god, Jerry. Jim was here. Give me a. Like, where's the stool, bitches? That's a really like, long message. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Must have been a big shit. Anyway, well, even if you go into a public washroom and drop your pants, I mean, the gates up to here, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're not hiding a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Especially yes, when you have right. a big dick too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you. I guess you wouldn't be like. There's no. There's no using a urinal. You no, know what I mean? Like yeah, that's no. completely out of the fucking question. For sure, unless you hang off of it while you're <laughs> yeah, using it. Yeah, just like grab the spider pipes. monkey. It. So uh, if you're, yeah, if you're at a, a concert or a hockey game and there's like 30 urinals and two toilets, it's like oh. yeah, fuck, gotta yeah. wait. Yeah. Have you ever run into that issue? Coming back to that really uh, silly riddle, have you ever come into the issue where you're like, God damn it, I can't get that. Well, button I, at the top. I thought if we'd ever get back to that, because right away as soon as you said that, when we go to the conventions in the states. Like we take over a hotel or the LPA, they'll rent a whole hotel. Of course, they sell the rooms to us and all the members. Mm-hmm. But the first thing you go into the elevator, and there's a stick usually there. Oh, cool! <laughs> so they'll attach yes. a stick, you know, somehow to the door or something, so that people can reach. Yeah. Have you ever thought of um, uh, like? Uh, okay, two questions. They just popped up in my head. These are really this. Jesus, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's coming up. <laughs> Uh, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever whipped up that like that was to your advantage because you're an LP? Oh God, I don't know if I have. I mean, I've been pirates and different things like that, but uh, never like LP specific or like no. one that you go, well, no one can do this. Actually, uh, no normies can do this. My sons, and it's on somewhere on our social media, and I'll send it to you. His costume was a robot, so Tracy made. A robot out of boxes and some of that tubing you use for dryer vents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like a toy. So he was on his Segway oh. with this toy, a box on his head. You couldn't tell there was a person. Nice. And people thought we were had a remote control. No way. <laughs> we were going up and looking inside his box to see if there was anybody in there. That's <laughs> so badass. That's so, so that was sweet. cool. The other thing I was thinking of, and I was like, don't ask that, Jeremy. If you, that's like, that's a really, like, because I, I honestly was like, I wonder if you, but no, of course you haven't. I was going to say, I wonder if you've ever, did the old like the old movie trope where like you stack like three of you like high and put on a trench coat and try to sneak into a place, but that's only in stupid movies. <laughs> so we'll just leave that one alone. Yeah, we definitely will. <laughs> we could get Tracy to do. Uh, she could be Snow White this year. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and Snow White and the Two Dwarves. Yeah, we need five more. How many is? There? Yeah, I think it's seven. Seven. Yeah. So yeah, we need five more. Yeah, the other ones are all asleep. Do we? Uh, do we? Do we want to take a second and get uh, your wife and Caden on on the mic? Just Let's so do you can it. Say um, do you want to? Why don't we all jump on like that microphone or something? We we can let them sit here. Yeah, that's probably the best. Here, probably you guys want to come over here, and uh, I'll get that, and then I'll just come over and share. With you. <clears throat> 
I I do want to ask. I want to, and maybe any any of you guys can answer this, but I I still kind of feel a little bit weird using the term little person, and it might just be because, like, I just feel like we're all human beings, so there's not really a difference, even even though there is for sure a difference, and you're dealing with that experience. But like, I don't say Jeremy's a CFer, right? You know, so is there even stigma in using the word little person or is there ever like this kind of weird feeling that it just it just kind of separates you in some way well most of the time i wouldn't use that descriptor like i used it to write you because this is what the podcast this is what we're talking about so if i was to write somebody about a job proposal or an email i don't say yeah i'm jim the lp like you know here's my proposal for our job so i never bring it up the only time i um interjected or suggested is when people are looking for a label or they've used the M word or, you know, then we kind of stick it in and say, well, no, this is the proper. I like that, right. the M word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're look, you're just, you're just, that, that is, if you're going to use something, that's the one. That's yeah, the one that's, that's the one. Right. Caden, uh, how old are you, buddy? I'm 11. 11 years old. And uh, you are also an LP. We were talking about it when you were out of the room. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what grade are you in? I'm in grade seven. Grade seven, cool. And so uh, my question is, um, are you, how tall are you? Do you know? Uh, 30 inches, two and a half feet. Two and a half feet? Okay, cool. So most of your friends are probably a little bit taller than you now? Yeah. Yeah, like significantly taller? Yeah. And when did you, did you start to, do you remember like when you started to notice that? Was there an age where you were like, wait a minute, my friends are a lot taller than me? Probably grade three the most. Yeah? Okay. And how did that feel? No. Just pretty Felt. normal, I guess. Yeah? You, your, uh, your dad was saying that you guys kind of talk about it sometimes, like what life is like as a little person and what to expect as a little person. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't want to embarrass you, but your dad was asking that you were asking if, uh, if the LP thing affects your... Oh you Johnson? Oh God. Really? <laughs> you asked me last week. <laughs> but but it's good news, right? I guess. You're, yeah, your cap your cap is the same size as your buddy's caps, right? I got this one, buddy. <laughs> Mom, don't embarrass me. I I think that's pretty cool though. I think it's pretty cool that you you know, it's that's like nothing to worry about. Yeah. You know? It's not a big deal. As the saying goes, big things come in small packages. <laughs> <laughs> have oh, you do you, do you face any? Do you have? Is there anybody at your school that like? Um, do you face like bullying at all, or do you, do you have people pick on you? Um, there's always there's one or two kids, but I kind of just brush it off. Yeah, yeah, fuck off, kind of thing. Oh yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. <laughs> all right, cool, yeah. And, <laughs> and how does that go over? Like, do you do you? I guess do you have like a, a a really good group of friends like that support you? Yeah, yeah. I've always got those people behind my back. Kind of cool. Thing. Well, that's great. That's so cool, man. Yeah. It sounds like you have really good parents behind you too that that support you too. So I I like growing up in my life with with really support really supportive parents going through like my early teenage years um i know how that can be really helpful no, no matter what you're dealing with but um yeah i guess i i don't really have anything else to add other than that but i, I just think that you have awesome parents yeah yeah what's your um uh 
now I know just through talking to your dad, um, um, I know that's like things like sports can probably be pretty pretty challenging and stuff. Do you do you have? Are, do you like sports? Do you watch sports? Yeah, I love hockey mostly. I yeah, I watch a lot of sports. Who's your team? What's what hockey do you like? Um, probably Vancouver Canucks. We're going to see a Vancouver game tonight. Oh, we awesome. are going. Yeah, tonight. it's yeah. gonna be really cool. We're excited. Um, uh, do you play like? Do you play any sports with your friends or anything like that? Um, not really. No. Just no. Just like to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What do you What do you like to do? Like, what do you like to do for fun? I guess I like drawing. Yeah. Kind of like your dad. Yeah. Sweet. I guess building stuff. Cool, really yeah. cool. And do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Not really, no. No? Give it some time. Yeah. That's a big decision. Yeah, I didn't think I knew when I was your age. <laughs> I think I was thinking I wanted to be a marine biologist cause, just because I thought dolphins were really cool. Yeah. But then I realized I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in that way. In that way, yeah, in that's that right. Way. I have other other skills. Um uh, do you do you know like have, do you remember? And this might be a bit of a, a a question that you might have to think about. But do you recall or remember one of the nicest things that anyone's ever said to you? Um, what three days ago? There was probably there was this kid. I was in Winners actually, and there was this kid. He was what ten. And, like, mostly when I have kids that age, like, not that much younger than me, but anyway, um, they're always like, oh, look at that cool kid on the Segway. Or, and so they're always kind of afraid of me at the first time. Right, because so like, you're, you're walk- like, this guy's super cool. He's walking around with a sweet hat, and he's got the Segway, and, like, you look like a cool guy. Yeah, so um, most of the time, like, go beyond their parents or whatever. And so this time, this kid came out and just introduced himself and was genuinely nice. And so, like... He was one of the first that wasn't afraid of me at first. Oh, that's cool. That's so nice. Yeah. We need a, we need more kids like that. More yeah. kids like you, more kids like him. <laughs> and do you do you when you use your Segway at school, like do you do you let your uh, your buddies ride it around and stuff or are you like, "Nah, sorry guys, this is mine." Um, at school, no. Um, cuz I'll get in trouble pretty bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, probably break a window or something. Um, <laughs> but at home, yeah, sometimes I do. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think you've got a pretty sweet, sweet little supportive setup here with your mom and dad. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm stoked to see what kind of cool stuff you get up to as you <laughs> grow up. We, um, we like modifications. What did we do last weekend? We, or the weekend before your quad. Oh, um, I have a quad. It's just a little 110. Mm-hmm. And I can't touch the floor. Okay. On it. So we just made uh, platforms for my feet. Oh, cool. And then extended the foot brake. No way. Sweet. That's super yeah. cool. Does it go fast? Um, decent. Yeah? Do you, change, do you change, is it automatic or do you change gears with your hands? Um, it's, it's just... Forward and reverse, so yeah, that it's got a one shifter. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm a motorcycle guy, so I'm... <laughs> thinking of my feet, my little feet pedals. Mine's a five-speed. I've got a Honda. Nice. Um, what's, uh, Caden, what's, what's one thing that people like ask you all the time or, or you wish people knew about you that you think that sometimes they, they mess up on? Um, I'm just a normal guy that's half the size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think, like, I imagine that, um, like, s- seeing you, first meeting you, um, because you're smaller, do people, like, do you think that people tend to think, like, 
oh, this is just a cute little kid and not like this is a kid who's in grade seven and is a teenager or almost a teenager. Yeah, for sure. There's always those people that are like, oh, my God, look at that cute baby on a Segway. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking yeah. kid. I'm a fucking kid. Yeah. Bring it over here. Yeah, pretty much. I'll show you, baby. <laughs> well, cool, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for popping on the mic and, yeah. Yeah, and no giving us some of your perspective. I think that's really neat. It's really neat. Thanks. And also, you are... Uh, Oh, not quite. You are almost the youngest person we've ever had on the show. So that's uh, pretty cool. We had a 10-year-old. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was thinking Stella. of uh, okay, Stella. Right. was 10. Right. Uh, cool. Have to just go for smallest. Yeah, there you, 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 <laughs> yeah, you definitely take, the smallest. You definitely, you definitely take the smallest. That's right. Um, well, thank you, Jim, uh, for coming in here and bringing your family and coming all the way over from... Uh, from where, where is it again? Well, Ladysmith. Ladysmith. So we right. take the Nanaimo Ferry. The Nanaimo we go back ferry, to the right. Nanaimo. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. So, well, yeah, thank you for taking your time out of the day yeah. to come hang out with us today. No, it's great. I'm was... glad you guys came to Vancouver, and hopefully yeah. this podcast goes on forever. It's, I don't think there's anything else like it that yeah. I've come across. Cool. Sweet. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. I remember the one thing, I guess, like when, when uh, Caden was born, and you know, I kind of didn't trace, we didn't talk about the condition much when we were just a couple. Mm-hmm. And then when we knew Caden was going to be little, what's the first thing you do? You go to the internet, right? Mm. How right. early do you know? Well, we knew because they poked and prodded us from the start because of me. And because we were new parents and trying to do the right thing, we let them poke and prod us from the start. Mm. Do you so, know before birth? So most people wouldn't, unless you're looking for it. So right. with us, we had all of the x-rays, and they were like measuring the long bones. Mm. Right. And that's what they mm. do. They measure the long bones, so your femur and any of the long bones. And if you're, in the, like if you're drop off the scale of normalcy, then they right. know that you're going to be, uh, uh, your stature is going to be short. Right. Mm. Okay. So yeah, we were told quite early that he was going to be little. And uh, yeah, so I just told Tracy, don't go to the internet because if this show would have existed, that would have been fine. But yeah, everything is so yeah. sterile and so medical and so kind of disheartening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad you got to be a part of this, and I'm glad that uh, the listeners get to get to hear your experience and hear what you had to share because I think it's I think it's super badass and super cool that we got yeah, to have this conversation. Too. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of our listeners, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, uh, hope you enjoyed this one. As always, we'll have another one coming at you next Monday. Um, and uh, hey, if you enjoyed it, uh, first off, tell a friend, share the episode. Um, you can do that through any of our social media channels uh, and share the posts that we put up uh, about these episodes. And then also, what helps us spread our message and spread our word is to go over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, or even if you can't subscribe, you could always leave a rating or a review. Um, those keep us within the top uh, 200 on the comedy list uh, in iTunes, and uh, we've we've been on that list since we started, and it's awesome that we've been there. And the higher we go on that list, the better, uh, because it just means more people will see what we're up to. Uh, and of course, Patreon. We're always looking for your support. Uh, this trip out to Vancouver, this conversation with Jim, could not have been possible if it wasn't for all of the amazing people that support us on Patreon. So uh, head on over to www.patreon.com slash sickboy uh, where you can see some awesome exclusive content and, and help, help out a couple of, couple of boys from the East Coast. And if you want us to come to your city, then mm-hmm. support us on Patreon yeah. and let us know and we'll, we'll try to make it happen. Yeah, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, we've been to Toronto a couple of times, but we're getting, we're getting some, mad, mm-hmm. some mad feedback to get back to Toronto. So. That's right. 
Uh, so thanks again. We love each and every one of you, and uh, that's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.